It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh-out-loud adventure for you and your... Cockroaches. Part board game, part dance-off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for... Cockroaches. ...of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a... Scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello friends and welcome to another episode. Okay, so just a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Today is Saturday the 26th of May and tomorrow 27th of May, Sunday, hopefully from about 8pm GMT. We're hoping to do a live feed which will encompass sort of a live show. So it'll be the, you know an episode which will eventually go out but you know, we'll do it live so people can interact or whatever. Interested in that then just go to our YouTube channel, I think that's where we're going to be doing it from. So just subscribe there and then obviously click the little bell, you'll get the notification, you'll know when we're on. What a time, whatever time that is for you around the world. Okay, so today we've got Dale Harder back on again. And he's had some strange things going on. You might remember Dale was on previous shows. Uh, he's the Palladian. Um, so I've had him on a couple of times now. But this time he's coming on to tell us about something strange things that have been going on you know, around him. And also a possible implant. Uh, again, the pictures for this I'll put up on the website, so if you want to head over there to see the pictures of the implant, etc., then that's where they'll be. And that is www.realmofthesupernaturalpodcast.com. And again, the link for that is in the show notes. Uh, so if you, you know, if you don't want to type it into Google, you just have to, you could just can click there. Uh, but yeah, the pictures will be up there. So just head over there, and then it'll be under. If you scroll down on the on the homepage, you'll see a bit where it says, uh, you know, photos from recent episodes, something like that. Just click on there, and that'll take you to the page. I think otherwise it's on the episodes, videos, and uh, paranormal news page. So if you do paranormal news, that's where it goes on the website. Right, before we get into that show, I've got a couple of stories to do for you. Uh, very interesting stories, and both of them give me the willies. Okay, so this first story then comes from Stuart Jackson uh, in Manchester, England. And it goes like this. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, I'd be around 9 or 10 years old. And me and my dad took his mum and dad to Wales for a holiday. We was taking them to drop them off for two weeks. Anyway, it's an hour drive or so from Manchester. Dad and I were staying for the night, which was a Saturday night. So we had the day in Wales, fairground and go-karts, etc. The night we settled down for bed, me and my dad had to share a put-up bed in the living room area of the caravan. 
Through the night, I heard my dad get up and look over me and say, you'll be okay. Anyhow, morning comes around and I'm dozing. I can hear my dad talking to his dad and he asks him why he came out and looked over us that night. Slightly confused, Grandad asked my dad why he'd done the same thing to him. On hearing this, I jumped up and commented that I thought my dad had got up and looked over me that night as well. We were all perplexed. Neither of them would talk about believing in ghosts or spirits, putting it all down to a mix-up. Me and my dad headed home. And when we get in, my mum sits me and my dad down and tells him an old friend of his had been stabbed the day before. Upon hearing this, he suddenly looked up as if he'd seen a ghost. Could this have been the experience we had the previous night? Yeah, interesting, very interesting. You know, you be the judge of that. What do you think? Do you think it was the ghost of his dad's friend who came to see him that night just to reassure him? I mean, you wear so many tales of that sort of thing happening, so it's not out of the realms of possibility. Uh, either way, though, I mean, it does give me the old uh, goosebumps, the heebie-jeebies, so... Interesting story. Thank you very much, Stuart. I told you I'd read it out again. <laughs> okay, so the next story then comes from Northwest Georgia in the USA, and it's from Flannery Lynch. And it goes as follows. I've had several supernatural experiences, several of which occurred in my old loft apartment that had once been a carpet factory in the early 1900s. This evening in particular, I recall having had a late night. I'd been out on a date, we'd had a few drinks, maybe two or three, and when I got back to my loft, it was already around half past one in the morning. Not drunk, but just slightly tipsy. It had been a fun evening, and there wasn't really a care in the world. It had been a fun evening, and I didn't really have a care in the world. I woke up from a deep sleep, and I want to say it was around 3.33 a.m. That time stands out to me. I'm pretty sure that was the right time. I had left my bedroom door slightly ajar. My actual bedroom has no windows, just one door. A tiny light from the hallway was the only bit of light. Once I awoke, I instantly felt a presence. I was in sleep paralysis. I couldn't move anything but my eyes. The presence felt evil. This wasn't my first experience with something like this, probably my fifth or so. However, this one stands out because it was the only time I had a full physical contact with the entity, as well as I could see him, or it, as clear as day. I didn't want to look, because again I felt as though the presence was evil. I started praying to myself, because I couldn't speak. The man was turned away from me, facing the door. He appeared to be wearing something that looked like a white lab coat. He slowly turned his head to face me, not moving his actual body an inch. It was too dark to make out his face at first, and instantly I thought, maybe when I had gotten home late, I had possibly forgotten to lock my loft door. I thought this man had broken in, and I just knew I was going to be raped. 
I'm not sure why that was the first thing that I thought would happen. I just felt evil in this presence. I was paralysed. But I also could sense it was something supernatural. This wasn't a dream. Maybe somehow I had entered another realm. My senses were so heightened. There was a distinct ringing, as if I could hear a radio, waves or frequencies. The man approached me, slowly, and when he got beside my bed, he knelt down. I was still praying in my head. I tried to scream for help, hoping someone could come and rescue me, if my door was still unlocked. Somehow, I managed to lift my right arm, and I was laying on my back. And the man was now kneeling beside me. He was staring at me, with his head tilted, mouth in a growl. Now that I could see his face, he looked half man, half dog, deformed, very creepy looking. I moved my right arm to push away his face from me. It was all very slow, as I recall, but I felt his face, his flesh against the palm of my hand. His head turned away from me and he paused for a second. He turned around and looked at me, even more angry than before. My hand still up from pushing him away. He turns to me a bit. He turns to me and bit my hand. I could feel his sharp dog-like teeth deep into my hand and fingers. I thought he was going to bite it off for a second. I screamed, or at least I attempted to. I ripped away my hand and somehow instantly regained function of my body. I sat up, turned away towards my lamp and flipped it on. Instantly, the eerie, evil presence was gone. I just felt spooked. I held my right hand and inspected it. No marks, no blood. My throat was sore from attempting to scream. I tried talking slowly and my voice slowly came back. I went into my living room, sat on the couch until the sun came up, and then I fell back asleep on the couch around 6am. Again, you know, what a creepy experience that is. I know I know some people are going to say, skeptics or whatever, they're going to say that that was probably just dream, sleep process, and etc, etc, but I, I don't know, I just get the feeling, again, like, you know, you've got to be the judge of this, I know, but... I just get the feeling there's more to this sleep paralysis. I, you know, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're accessing a different realm, or these things can uh, come access us a little bit easier when we're in sleep mode. It just seems coincidental that these things happen when people are sleeping. But like I say, you be the judge of that. Great story. Uh, again, it gave me the creeps. So you know, if you've got a story and you want to send it into us, it is just. Well, you can do it via the website, or you can do it via the email, which is supernaturalpod at gmail.com. And all the links for that are in the show notes, as always. Okay, so like I say, very interesting stories. Both different, but both, you know, interesting. So, again, if you've got a story and you'd like to be on the show... Obviously, last week we had... uh, we had Chelsea on. Chelsea joined us, which is fantastic. If you want to be on the show, you know you want to come on and either tell a story or be part. Just do one of the paranormal news uh, 
segments and just have a bit of a laugh, then again, just contact us either via via Facebook. That's probably the easiest place to find us. Or again, you can just email us at um, supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Right, without further ado, I'll give you Dale Harder. Obviously, a lot's been a lot's been happening since we last spoke to you. Um, so, do you want to just start from where we left off last time? Sure. And just uh, you want me to? Yeah, just bring us up to date. Yeah, some kinda, things that have been going on. Some that's kind of jogged my jogged my memory a little bit as to where we left off. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, I guess uh, one of the things I could start off with was uh, that uh, it was about August of uh, 2017. Uh, You know, the ships had been coming very, very regularly, and uh, I'm always thrilled to to see them and and have quite an emotional attachment to that. But uh, they suddenly stopped coming, and uh, this lasted for a period of about six months, and no matter how much I would go out and uh, call and try and everything else, I would get absolutely nothing. And uh, it, it really started to drive me a little bit batty. Um, I, I, I was uh, feeling uh, abandoned and uh, left as though, uh, uh, you know, I had no idea what was going on. And it really began to, to hurt, uh, you know. Uh, so... I didn't know exactly what to do. I just kept trying and trying, but uh, it would, no matter what I did, it just wouldn't wouldn't work. And, uh, so finally, uh, come later July, I'm sorry, January of 2018, uh, the ships did return, and they returned in a big way. So you know, it just uh, it relieved all of that pressure and tension and uh, the abandonment that I had been feeling. But along with that came a lot of other things that uh, were somewhat unexpected. So uh, we can uh, we'll dig in and, and into some yeah. of that. Obviously, and, uh, they've gone away and uh, been maybe well equipped. Get some more <laughs> equipment, get some more gear. You know, Boy, I, a refurbishment know, here you know. and there. With <laughs> did you get Did you get a sense of why there yeah. was away? No, uh, absolutely nothing. It was blank. It was like uh, like a mother and child, and the cord had been cut. You know, yeah. I, I felt that abandoned, that gone, and uh, generally uh, that doesn't happen. But you know, and no no real explanation other than the fact that, hey, guess what? You know, we have other things to handle. We got a world to look after here. We can't just hold your hand all the time. You know, yep. <laughs> yeah. or less. And uh, you know, so I. I said, okay, fine, as long as I know you don't disappear for good, you know, but uh, at least say goodbye if you do. Uh, And they did actually say goodbye uh, back uh, in that August time. A couple of different things happened, and uh, they did say goodbye. But I, you know, I just, I I refused, I guess, to accept that or to understand that it was going to be for such a lengthy period. And uh, so, but I was thrilled to death to see them and, uh, you know, they came back and, uh, and this time they were considerably more active and more visible. Uh, so, you know, uh, and uh, it wasn't every night, it wasn't every time and weather here is, is terrible. 
as it is today. It's 49 degrees and raining like a Dickens, and uh, you feel like you want to crawl under a rock. So it's kind of hard to, to go out and communicate under those conditions. Uh, so that did prevent me getting out there and seeing them all the time. But uh, they came back on three consecutive Monday mornings. Uh, so what I do is I go out, you know, uh, very early in the morning. Uh, it was a Sunday, and then it's 2.30 typically in the morning when I'm out or later. And so the uh, the returns were anywhere from 2.35 a.m. to as late as 5.45 a.m. And, uh, you know, I'd either get a feeling to go out or I just went out and sat on my own. Mm. So. Interesting. So, what's, what's, what's the information that they 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 give to you then, Dale? I mean, when they've come back, obviously they've been away for a while. Um, so, when they come back, are, are they different? Uh, are they different from before? Different I mean, in, as in uh, um, information or different in uh, what they're telling you? No, no, it, it's generally the same kind of feeling, like you know, your family went away for a vacation or whatever. And, hey, we're back, you know, uh, nice to see you, blah, 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 uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so not really that it's been any different, but uh, we are uh, currently in, supposedly in the middle of this event that uh, everyone has been talking about. And, uh, you know, that entails the photonic energy from the Alcyon sun as well as our own star, Saul. Yep. And also from the uh, uh, center of our galactic core. Uh, so there's a lot of energies that are interacting at this time, and we are moving from the 3D to the 5D. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people, including myself, are, are experiencing that. And uh, the, for some, uh, I mean, is this also in connection with the, well, the uh, Yellowstone and all this and making a bit of uh, waking up a bit, Dale? Yellowstone's a bit active well, at the moment. Is this going to be a... Well, this was my theory, wasn't it, Lee? My thought was going to happen. Uh, well, yeah. Yellowstone with that... the others and the San Andreas Fault as well. So Yeah, uh, I, I believe that the Earth is definitely going through that change she as has well. To. Yeah, she has to. Yeah, she is. And, yeah. you know, she's actually held on much longer oh, than I'll anticipated. <laughs> well, we're way uh, over. We're on I think we've been on borrowed yeah. time for about 200 years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she's you know she's held on as long as she can yeah, for us, and uh, I believe she was basically at the point where she's saying, "Look, folks, I've got to move on." Yes. Uh, those of you that can make the shift and make the jump with me, great. And those that can't, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to shake you off. Yep. And uh, you know, and that's the way it goes. So yeah, we're we're definitely experiencing changes on all fronts. Yeah. And for some people, this is a little difficult. And uh, I'm not, that's not to say that there isn't going to be some horrific things that happen, uh, much like Hawaii is experiencing right now uh, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, so these energies are definitely shifting and moving. Uh, but once we get through those things, uh, then the, uh, and the 5D is more prevalent, then it's going to be a very, very different place. Yeah. Uh, that will take a period of time, of course, as none of this stuff is instant. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of holding on, grabbing hold wherever I can, and hold on and trying to life. maintain, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maintaining sanity and yeah. uh, and hoping for the best. But 
I, I certainly find myself shifting in and out of what appears to be different realities and different uh, uh, levels of frequency. Yeah. Uh, and there are multiple things happening to me at one time, and it's it's like it's surreal. It's like a dream, you know. And you uh, ha instead of thinking that you're completely crazy, you just have to kind of hang on and realize what's what's happening. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very unusual. Cool. So <clears throat> you, you was recently uh, introduced into to the uh, Tibetan bowls or the singing bowls. So can you tell us a little bit how, about how that came about and what you've found using them? And I know Andy's. Interested. I've got a big one. I've got. I've well, got a huge, you know, I've got a huge um, that's why he tells all the girls. Fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It helped, uh, I, I would say you know because yeah. of my my music background. Uh, that, uh, and enjoying music and being a professional entertainer and singer uh, in parts of my life that uh, I had always had a, a place for that uh, and, and meditation and so forth, things that I had been trained in in the past. But the uh, certain parts of uh, the Chinese culture and Tibet and so forth, uh, the monks in particular, the certain things that they practiced had always fascinated me. So I had this uh, innate desire, as it were, to to listen to these things, and had been uh, had heard them and familiar with them to some extent. But there became, uh, uh, if you recall, when I used to go out and talk to the ships, uh, and I'd ask them to come. I always asked my brothers and sisters, would they please help me with some healing for this physical body? because uh, the maladies and things that I've been suffering with for quite some time uh, due to my extended stay, uh, you know, it's been very difficult on me at, at certain points, a lot of pain, a lot of problems, with my legs, uh, edema, and so forth. And uh, so it, it's been most uncomfortable and very difficult to push through every day. So I ask for this healing constantly. As a result of that, I believe that uh, they began pushing me uh, late last year. I kept getting this intense desire to listen to the brass bowls. Mm. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> what I did was I went out and I started digging around on eBay and various places and looking for CDs, music of the recordings of the, uh, the brass bowls or the crystal bowls, which uh, is, is another type of a form of that music. And uh, so I, I went out and bought as many as I could and started uh, listening to it. And then the uh, uh, it, they sound especially good on the type of speakers that we produce. Uh, and uh, so I started doing some meditations and things with that. And uh, it, 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 it just became, you know, a daily or a routine type of thing. Okay, yeah. what what sort of um, you know where did that lead you? With what did you experience? Well, um, unlike most people, my experiences are a little bizarre. I guess <laughs> I, I didn't have any immediate results, other than that I would do some meditation with them, and I would be extremely relaxed and uh, uh, maybe a little more receptive to some of those changes and energies and things that were coming in uh, were able to deal with it a little better uh, and I was a little more focused uh, than than I was without it 
but there weren't any what I would call miraculous changes that I noticed directly as a result of it. However, that was just a, a, a beginning of the process, as it were, uh, for uh, my brothers and sisters, I guess, to, to do more work on me, and, and uh, one thing led to another. So that led to uh, the preparation, I guess, or the frame of mind for them to return in January and uh, begin that process. Now, you know what they say, uh, be careful what you ask for because yep. you may yep. get it. Well, I, I believe I got it. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and uh, along with that, uh, when the ships came back, then that leads us into the experiences that I have uh, keyed you into it before we started this. Um, and I, I guess, did you folks have any chance to look at that uh, link that I sent you? Uh, I've watched a few minutes of it, yeah. Okay, okay. It, it, it's not critical, uh, but it does uh, give you the, uh, the parallels, uh, what I had yeah. found. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and at certain points in there, you can basically skip through it and find the pictures and different things in the parallels. So, if you like, we can get into what started happening uh, and uh, where I am at this point. Yeah, please do. Okay, so uh, long about January 28th, I, uh, uh, as a consequence, uh, I'll give you just a slight background here, as a consequence of some of the, the physical difficulties and, and maladies that I have to deal with, I have a great deal of, of difficulty breathing at night and uh, sleeping, and uh, this was brought about by the sleep apnea and so forth. And I'm one of those people that is unable to wear the mask and different things uh, that we've tried throughout the years. So I basically suffer through this stuff, and as a consequence, I generally do not sleep or haven't for the last seven years for more than 20 minutes at a time. Uh, to sleep for an hour for me is a real luxury. So uh, it's very unusual should anything be different than that. But along about uh, January 28th, uh, I awoke in the morning um, and uh, I had noted I'm, I'm a clock watcher. I tend to look at the clock all the time for synchronicity and different things. And I noted that I had been asleep were gone for three hours and 45 minutes by the clock exactly and for me that is a long long period of time now as I sat there at the edge of the bed I was kind of like in a stupor pretty much like I felt like I had been drugged or something I just couldn't quite get out of it and I looked down at my left leg uh, and the top uh, of my leg at the right at the knee area and I noticed what looked like my skin had been slightly abraded uh, on a spot and uh, it's kind of like if you just brush into something and you uh, maybe uh, excise the first skin layer and you've got a little bit of white skin there yep and I just reached over with my left hand and I brushed it off and there was nothing to it I'm still kind of in this stupor so I got up and I went about I guess my business for a while and uh, it took about two and a half hours for me to really gain my senses. And I sat down again <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I was wearing uh, shorts, and I looked over at my leg, and here's a, a red mark. And I said, well, what is that? And as I examined it and started looking closer, I noticed that this red mark was actually a perfect triangle, a right triangle, and uh, that it, uh, it was like blood red, but uh, there was no pain and there was no blood or bleeding. And uh, so me being the curious individual that I am, I actually measured it. It came out to be six millimeters or one, <clears throat> one quarter inch on a side. And uh, it was excised perfectly as if someone had taken a razor blade or an exacto knife and traced it and cut it out. And it was one eighth of an inch deep all the way around from edge to edge. So here's this perfect hole, this triangle in my leg. And I'm looking at this going, now, what in the world happened to that? And, you know, so it was very bizarre. Uh, and, of course, you know, uh, my old analytical things again, I pulled out the camera and I started taking pictures. So I took, uh, you know, seven or eight pictures of it in various angles and documented what I remembered and what I knew. Now, I, I suspected that it was from an interaction with the ETs, okay. but it's not the kind of thing that normally happens uh, with my people, the Palladians. They would usually ask me, or uh, warn me, or tell me, or something. It's not uh, not like an abduction scenario, and and this resembles more of an abduction scenario. I have no memory. I have no anything. I'm just blank. Okay, so uh, some days go by, and. Uh, I again had another experience. This is into February, uh, and this time I was gone for a period of three hours and 58 minutes. Again, that's very, very unusual for me. So I knew something else had happened. I had that same feeling of being in a stupor, the whole thing. It took most of the day to come out of it. It was like a funk. But uh, again, I have no memories. It's absolutely black or dark for those periods and I have not begun to experience any any flashbacks or anything like that no dreams no nothing so uh, I began speaking uh, to my folks you know telling them hey I need some answers here what is going on and uh, one of the mornings when I was sitting and I, I do a little sitting and relaxing a little meditation before I get active I got an answer uh, to one of the things, and it, I, I asked, what is this triangle? What's this all about? And they had told me, uh, the message that came through was that this had been done so that they could get a DNA sample, current, and that they would be able to find me at any, any time, any place on the planet if they needed to <clears throat> in a moment's notice. Okay. Uh, Okay, and I said, oh, well, okay, you know, whatever. Now, it has been uh, since January, as I said, 28th, and uh, this triangle had not healed. It, uh, it was healing in, in its own way, but not fully. And uh, so it was a little over two weeks ago on Wednesday uh, that uh, the triangle itself had healed into a kind of a purplish-pink uh, shape uh, scar, if you will, and in the center of the triangle, there was still a white uh, 
clasp that uh, resembled more or less like a, a, uh, a pimple, if you will. And uh, so I was rubbing at that with my hand, and all of a sudden this thing bites me. And by biting me, I mean it, it poked me like a pin. And I said, what the heck? You know, and so I rubbed my hand there again, and that thing poked me again. And I said, well, man, this is weird. You know, so scratching a little bit at the surface, I felt that there was something there. And so I excised it. And when I did so, I came across a, uh, a hard object that was inside this thing. And I took medical tweezers and, and removed it after I excised it. And this thing, uh, uh, it, it resembled the size and, and shape of a sesame seed, similar in color. Okay. Uh, and uh, when I grabbed a hold of it with the tweezers and tried to pull it, it wouldn't let go. And it would pull back, and I'd pull it back, and it'd pull back. And I, so I had to really get difficult with this thing, grab a hold, and really yank to pull it out. Now, you would think after I did that that it would bleed, but it did not. It just left a hole. And uh, so I took this object, and I placed it in a small medical glass container, a little vial, and sealed it and uh, uh, you know, so that it would not become contaminated. Well, I... I knew, I suspected at that point that it was an implant. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so in that keeping of that, I, I wonder what was going on with it. Now, uh, again, as I said, it, it was three Mondays in a row that the ships had come back. And these were pretty spectacular sightings. You know, they would come in and uh, instead of the usual three, four flashes, whatever, and some uh, feelings or messages, uh, these times they would come in and I would get, uh, with the laser flash, my return flashes to them, I would get anywhere from, uh, 10 to 15 or more flashes. So they were being pretty active. And a lot of times they were proactive. They'd slide in and they would flash me and say, Hey, we're here. Okay. And I would uh, respond, uh, using the laser and, uh, uh, they would respond to that, you know, so if I would send out three, they maybe send me two back and then, and, and so forth and so on. So, uh, on the, uh, and this continued as a, uh, each time more and more, and they get a little closer and a little closer. Now, let's see here. There's, there's so much that has taken place on that. Uh, I don't want to get out of context or out of, out of order. But I tell you that on, uh, oh, let's see. Do you want to describe the implant for us? Yeah, because we've got okay. a picture. Okay. Um, uh, did, did... Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get the description of that before I give you the, uh, the report on the other, on the last uh, big sighting. Okay, so uh, I went to a, a friend's house. Uh, a couple of gentlemen and I get together on a Friday night usually and Maybe we'll go out and have dinner and, and come back and sit and, and draw a bone for an hour or two, you know, like fellas like to do. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, big event for us. We're out for an hour or two, big thing, you know, home by 9 o'clock kind of deal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we go out and have the little dinner and come back. And uh, so I met my friend's Jim's house, and uh, <clears throat> I showed them the little vial with the thing in it, and, uh, you know, they – they kind of tongue-in-cheek tease me and call me the um, the Palladian ambassador. 
and the, you know, so they, they joke with me, but they, they tend to pretty much believe what I tell them, even though they themselves have not come to see the ships. But at any rate, so I showed them this. And uh, so Jim says, hey, you know what? I got a microscope. Why don't we take a look? And I said, you've got a microscope? Really? So he comes back with a big box, and he's got a medical microscope. I mean, we're talking a serious instrument. It's about a $1,500 microscope. So uh, we pull this thing out and set it up. He's got slides and everything for it and all the details, you know, and I'm, I'm familiar with the instrument. So we take this little uh, chip out. I very carefully turn it over on a brand new slide. I don't touch it or anything. And we put it under the microscope and I got it into focus. And I'm telling you what, our, when all of us looked at it, our jaws actually bounced off the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing... It clearly did not belong in my leg. It, it appears to be crystalline in nature, uh, and it has multiple refractive colors to it simultaneously. It, uh, so it's red and green and blue and, and yellow and so forth. Mm. And it has a striation pattern throughout it, uh, a grid pattern, if you will, kind of like a, a, a uh, silicon chip. And the worst, the, the, not the worst, but the most outstanding feature was is that it had uh, hair-like uh, connections all over it. It had, uh, uh, and these look, well, for better lack of a word, call them hairs or wires. And they were located, there were about six of them located in different positions connected to this, uh, this chip. And they had been... Uh, they had retracted somewhat, and it, they kind of look like if you take a hair uh, from your body, put it between your fingernails and pull it and let go, then it kind of curls up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what these hairs all look like, and they were solid black. They were, they were opaque. You couldn't see through them, and so there were all these little hairs curled up and, and some sticking out in different directions. And these obviously had been from when I pulled this thing loose. So you could see the one end where it was originally attached to the uh, uh, tissue in my leg. And I said, wow, this is just unbelievable. So we had no means to do anything about taking pictures and so forth of it. Uh, And uh, so a week went by. We got together on the next Friday, and this time I came prepared uh, and cleaned up the microscope even better, make sure that all the lenses were clean and slides were pristine, et cetera. And I brought a camera uh, to take uh, pictures. And so we hooked it up and put the camera on it. And I took a series of about a dozen uh, pictures in different positions, uh, forward, backward, chip upside down, et cetera, et cetera. And in that week's time, these hair-like uh, connections had receded considerably from what they were the first time we saw it. So it was as if they had... Uh, 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 started to decay or retract, but they were still very, very visible in the pictures. And so uh, we got some good pictures and so forth out of it. And uh, at this point in time, I have attempted to contact certain people to do a professional analysis of it. That would be uh, x-ray and spectrographic and non-destructive analysis. But so far, I've been unable to get anybody to do anything with it. And uh, the more people I contact, uh, the less I get any uh, any uh, answers or anyone willing to, to do anything. So I'm kind of perplexed about that. But at any point, uh, 
I, I keep the chip with me at all times. I will not let it out of my sight. These things have a tendency to kind of disappear, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll do it. Did they? So uh, I uh, forwarded a couple of pictures to you, uh, uh, just a couple out of the out of uh, dozens of pictures of different things that we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah. I'll add them. I'll add the pictures uh, into the show notes yeah, and show, put them on the yeah, website the, the so people can have a look at that implant. Mm. The, the part, uh-huh. the part where the, the leg where you took it out from uh, Dale. I mean, before you, have you noticed anything? You know, I mean, sometimes I get a lot of, you know, sometimes you get the kind of buzzing in your leg, you know, kind of buzz, you know, vibrating something, yep. you know. I get that sometimes with my leg and my foot, you know. And it's like, you think, well, what's going on? Why is my leg buzzing for? You know, it's like a strange. Again, it's... Yeah. But, you know, like, um, like you know, because bu- you get used to your phone being in your pocket on vibrate. Yeah. I've, I've, had, yeah. Where, I've had it where I felt my phone go off in my pocket, put my hand in my pocket, my phone's not there. Yeah, it's so buzzing. It's obviously in my yeah, legs. Yeah. I don't yeah, know, yeah. it's like trapped blood, <laughs> trapped blood flow or something. But... Well, or your head vibrates, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's different. Yeah, they're, then they're calling you. <clears throat> they're making yeah. a personal call for you. So I have heard the uh, sounds. Uh, there are sometimes uh, some beeping yeah. that I have heard in my ears. Uh I do have tinnitus to an extent, uh, you know, and I deal with tinnitus, that most yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think tinnitus is um, what the medical terms. Uh, I think it's load of crap. I think it's the your pineal gland, your, your third eye. It's vibration. You know, you actually right. hear. Yeah, you yeah. I have heard that, uh, and there's a lot of people that are saying that if you're hearing this, that there are particular frequencies and so forth. Yeah. I have not as yet pulled out a, uh, a frequency uh, uh, analyzer to see if there's any uh, frequencies or anything that I can pick up that are being transmitted uh, at particular uh, levels. Uh, but I do have that capability. Yeah. I just haven't thought about doing it. I mean, uh, but uh, these sounds that I get are distinct above and beyond what I normally hear. Mm. And uh, so, you know, sometimes I will get a series of beeps and I'll go beep, beep. And, and you know, and it's like, and it's in my head and you know, I can hear it clearly. Yeah. It's not outside of me. It's like it's being um, uh, directly put in, uh, but it's, it's certainly there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've got, I, I've, I've had this for many years. I've got this, you know, beeping noise in my ear, especially my left ear, yeah. not my right. My left yeah. ear is more prevalent than my right, but it's 24 seven, but it doesn't send you mad day, does it? Uh, it, 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 it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, I hear it twenty four seven. B, you know. That's, <laughs> and like, yeah. Well, you get to the, you get to the point where you know if uh, it's a tinnitus and it, uh, you know, you kind of override it. There's sometimes yeah. when it gets so loud that it drives me a little bit batty. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's. I, I, I can I, tell you. Can appreciate that. I can yeah. tell you that as a result. Now you remember again me going back to saying that. I'm asking my folks diligently. Yeah. I'm asking, please help me. Please help, give me some healing. You sent me here to serve. Let me continue with my mission. Let me do something. So heal me and let me be able to do this. All right. So I've got this implant. And I I had to tell you that over the last four to five months, I have had healing. And my legs have cleared up uh, better than they have been in seven years. All right, uh, and the skin color was coming back. I stopped having uh, blistering and, and leaking of water and different things that I had gotten, and they looked so horrible all the time, so uh, infected and such a mess. And now they've cleared up to the point where 
I'm building actually new skin with new color and everything, and I actually have legs and ankles again. Is this and, from the uh, uh, implant? As soon well, as you took this I, out, I, started to heal then? I'm only surmising that it was a result of that. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I can't conclusively say absolutely, yeah, this is it, but I surmise that. Now I also have somewhat of, I'm reticent because I should perhaps should not have removed it. And I probably wouldn't have had it not poked me. But every time I would rub my hand over my leg, this thing poked me. And part of it, if you'll notice on the one tip, is very, very sharp. Hmm. And uh, so that part of it was sticking out and I'd rub my hand across there and, you know, it would poke me. And so, you know, anybody else would have said, well, if it pokes you every time you rub your hand, don't rub your hand. <laughs> so, but it, nonetheless, I pulled the thing out and it has a twofold thing. So I'm thinking, oh, crap, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And, uh, you know, but uh, I can tell you I've had, a, like I said, the other time of uh, missing time. And I do have another implant, and it is quite clearly visible. And this particular one is square, uh, and it is raised uh, to a, a level above the skin. It, it appears as a bump uh, in a square shape, and it's on my uh, right wrist. Uh, yeah, under the wrist. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to mess with anything. But, uh, you know, so I can't say for certain, but yes, as a result, and also... As a result of the physicality of my legs and things getting better, I have been uh, uh, met with, I have this intense desire to watch what I eat, to uh, eat high energy foods, high frequency foods, yeah. to clean my diet, to detoxify my body. Uh, I have lost interest in food, as it were, um, and... Uh, I eat very small portions now uh, to the point where I am losing weight uh, without trying to lose weight, if you know what I mean. I'm not on a diet or something like that. I'm losing weight because I'm eating less. And when I do eat now, uh, most frequently it is that I can only eat half of what my portion size is or that type of thing. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, I'm getting more energetic and so forth. So, you know, again, this is something that I have an intense desire to do. Uh, and I think that is a, uh, also a direct result from the interaction uh, and maybe from the chips themselves or, or both, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they have told me on numerous occasions that in my present condition, being unhealthy, etc., that they couldn't take me on board the ship physically for any length of time because the high energy there would kill me uh, just as they don't come here in their pure form uh, and stay for a length of time because the energy for them is so high uh, that making the transition down to this level is very difficult on them or could cause them harm so they don't, just don't do it they can visit for a short time but not for a long period that's the reason they put me into a physical body yep well also, again, my take on this is also these, you know, us space people, you know, we're putting, I think we're putting on, we're, we're putting certain uh, locations, you know, all around the earth, you know, different, oh, yes. different ones. Yes. Also for karma as well. So these places cannot be destroyed, you know, in right. one place right. you've got like, um, they, could, they can put us anywhere 
on the globe, mm-hmm. put in a town, that can that town cannot be destroyed by that person being in presence in that town. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's true. No, no, it's absolutely. Uh, and I think I think there's millions. Uh, there's millions. Yeah, yeah, million, well, yeah, millions. Yeah, the wave, the cause, the waves. Yeah, Syria at the moment suffering bad, but these are these are the lower, dark souls that are doing all this. So it's their last, their last waltz before the change. Yes, now they're definitely in the last hurrah. Oh yes, definitely. They're they they their asses against the wall now, and they know it, and they're trying to take <laughs> as many people as with them as possible. Well, yeah, and, and, and they're in, they know they're going to lose. They know yes. they've already lost. They'll fight to the last one of them. Yep. And they they certainly intend to set the ship on fire and watch it burn as they as they leave. Yep. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to the Earth, and uh, they're achieving that to an extent, uh, which is another reason for a lot of the wars and the unrest and the politicality and all the things that are happening. Uh, with every country, everybody seems to be up in the air, and that's entirely on purpose. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, so I think these are things that we have to uh, try and bear in mind and to not feed the animal, as it were, because what we concentrate on is what we produce. Yep. And so as long as they can keep humanity focused on all this negativity, uh, they will be able to to keep us producing negative thoughts, negative energy, and they absorb that negative energy and so forth. And that's their food, that's their sustenance, yep. along with the unfortunate aspect is that they do eat physically humans uh, at times, you know, and that's, it's pretty <clears throat> grisly. Are they call uh, uh, they yeah, called rituals, yeah. um, Dale, rituals. Oh, magic oh yeah. Rituals. Uh, and they, they do that at rituals, and they sacrifice babies and various yeah. things. But in churches uh, and cathedrals, sure. and it's supposed to be these these holy places. But you can uh, just imagine <laughs> ordering uh, ordering a human is just like we order a hamburger, mm. and uh, you know. So they do do that at various events, and uh, consider humanity a delicacy. It's unfortunate, but true. And uh, but the most of the time they are are content to subsist on the negative energies that they can produce. Yeah. And uh, you know, so we have to try and remember to maintain as high an energy level as possible, as uh, high our thoughts can be as possible. Uh, to, uh, to then, the more that we do this, the more that we concentrate on the ideas of love and nurturing one another and. Uh, sending uh, energy to other people and serving one another, yep. then uh, the more that we can begin to defeat them. Because one good thought will wipe out a hundred bad ones. Uh, and, uh, you know, this has been proven time and again with uh, uh, more than 7,000 monks or so uh, meditating at one time and the results upon the planet. So, yeah, uh, we are responsible for our thoughts and our actions. And... Uh, but that's definitely occurring at this point in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been <clears throat> safe for quite a while. Lower astral realms. This is where they come from. This is where they are. This is the source. This is where they live. There are four. Uh, they, they are not uh, made to the earth. They, they're man-made. So, But hopefully these realms, Dale, will collapse like a pack of cards. And they are doing it now. I they think so. Um, yeah. They should collapse you know, I believe uh, so. Yeah, 
we're definitely in battlefield earth there's they no need, question they about need it. to be taken away they are they are definitely they need to be removed i but, think we're making progress though guys i think we're making progress yeah, it doesn't save it, doesn't <laughs> <we>? <laughs> yeah well, yeah again you, you only put the, the tv and the media they only put out what they want mm. to put out which is fair porn anyway so yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so. and you know it's kind of funny because uh uh, here in the states, you know, one of the things uh, as far as news and so forth, we turn to the BBC, oh. you know, <laughs> because British we seem to get brainwashing corporation, biggest <laughs> one in the, on the, bigger than Fox, Dale. Uh, well, I don't know if they're bigger than Fox, but uh, you know, they they seem to put out a little bit more information, a little more relevant and truer information in, in our yeah. case. But the stuff that we get here is just ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I, don't, uh, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I don't read read papers. I keep away from it. I just keep. I won't listen to the fair porn. So yeah, I yeah. I pretty much do the same. Yeah. Except uh, I I tend to watch TV, but when I do, it is more for scientific uh, yeah. documentaries or uh, National Geographic or various channels that I can hopefully gain some knowledge from. Uh, when it comes to sitcoms, when it comes to news, when it comes to the, the sports and stuff, I can do without that. Yeah, it yeah, just definitely. doesn't. Um, the, the Palladians and uh, Dale, I mean, mm -hmm. have they give you uh, recently a, a kind of message you think, well, this is it. This is going to be D-Day. This is it. The, the, it's going to be here when the EF changes. Have they given you any information or hints when this time is going to happen? No, uh, nothing other than that, uh, you know, everything is intensifying <laughs> greatly. They tend not to uh, put things in terms of time or dates or things like that. Uh, as uh, the, the humanity and our emotions and our uh, happenings here on this physicality are of such a nature that they can change in an instant. And while they can see the trend or the most likely outcome uh, of things that might happen in the future, uh, they only use that as guidelines for themselves. And so as far as I know, they generally do not give uh, a particular date or uh, a thing like that. They will just say that you're in a particular time uh, and, you know, things are increasing and be aware that this might happen or that might happen, et cetera. But there's never any any definitive information that I've been given at this point, okay. uh, other than the fact that, it, that it's like the quickening, if you will. And, uh, you know, so we are definitely feeling that. And they, they, they tell me, you know, be aware, be aware, keep your eyes open, be aware, and, and keep your energy as high as possible. And don't uh, now, lose your head like a headless chicken while the, while the rest yeah, are running around. You know, yeah, absolutely. You got to yeah. keep your head. Don't yeah, don't listen uh, to the quote. news. Don't listen to what they're going to say. Just do. Just keep on doing it. Well, you know, and they they uh, will tell me you can do that. Be aware of the things that are being said, but you know, maybe only listen to ten yeah, percent of what's of coming in. You know, yeah. it's like you know, ten percent of it might have some value. There's. There is truth in everything. The problem is, is to dig through all of the garbage to find out where those little smatterings of truth lie. Yep. And that is uh, the same thing that occurs on YouTube. YouTube, I find, has become especially like that. 
my goodness, if every UFO and thing that I see on there had actually happened, and every picture had actually happened, I mean, we we wouldn't have any problem at all. They'd be here already, and then everything would be fine. And it isn't it isn't like that at all. Maybe one uh, percent of what I see on that uh, stuff anymore is of any value. But there are some truths there. Yeah. The problem is to know which is which, and it is becoming increasingly difficult, not only as a uh, UFO researcher, as a human human being, but also in any other level. And so, you know, sometimes it, it, we really have to rely on our uh, intuition uh, to know what is, is real and what isn't. And so I spend a great deal of time doing that and researching. But, uh, you know, the, I take a lot of it tongue-in-cheek. And so, uh, you know, but uh, there is that uh, there is uh, some value in listening to some things. Now, as far as our daily sagas between our government and every other government and stuff like that, I tend not to pay too much attention to it. No, do we? Well, I mean, I like... The puppets. It. They are just puppets, same as anything else. I like, you know, what you said earlier about we are responsible for our own thoughts. I think that, you know... That's definitely true. Uh, that's definitely... Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. You keep them honest and true, then it'll go some way to helping... Yeah, of course it will. ...matters, yeah. won't it? But, yeah, well, again, it's been fantastic talking to you, Dale. Um, you'll have to keep us informed if anything changes, uh, you get any new information, you know, please send it to us. Okay, I will indeed. Uh, as I said, I can give you some more pictures and things on the yeah, stuff please. that you've already got. Yeah, send them straight and, to uh, you know. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I'll chuck it on the website and I'll put Keep it in the show Keep up the singing so. bowl as well because it's... it's have, you, have you been in... Uh, have you used it often, Dale? Because I've got my own singing bowl. Singing bowl, sorry. And uh, the harder you press, the more higher the frequency. Have you noticed... I mean, I do sometimes... When I, when I had my study... I used to really go, and, and my wife could actually hear it downstairs. She went nuts. And I'm going upstairs here with a singing bowl just going round and round. But the mm -hmm. frequency coming out, it, it changes the room. It changes. You can feel the, yeah, you can taste it. You can feel it's like an electric little bum, 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 bum. You know, about five minutes in the room, uh -huh. a small room. I can uh -huh. just feel the energy. Why don't they play, you know, that sort of stuff on hospital radio then? Well, because I don't want people to get better. That's why. Oh, yeah. That's why. That's what hospitals are for. They're not. They're there not for you to get better. Well, you know, the uh, <laughs> a lot of people are have claimed, and you can listen to various sounds and tapes yeah. and stuff, and where you uh, people hear these uh, horns and various sounds being made that appear to be coming from the sky. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually had that experience myself just a few nights ago uh, of this week, and. Uh, it was a uh, Monday or Tuesday. And I, I have to look at my notes, but I was out uh, just relaxing, and, and and we had a very cloudy sky. But uh, you know, my folks, if they come, they come. Doesn't matter to them. They'll come through the clouds. Anything. Uh, and I was just sitting out there, kind of relaxing, and it's 75 degrees, oh. and uh, oh. all of a sudden, I had five times I heard uh, the sounds that sounded like a a foghorn of a ship that would be out on the ocean, mm. but it was clearly coming from what appeared to be the sky. Mm. And, uh, so I had five different blasts of that and that was pretty intense. Uh, you know, so I'd never heard it directly before, although I'd heard, heard tapes and things like that. Isn't that, and, uh, isn't that in revelations, Lee, you know, when, when, a, when a time, when the changes couldn't come, they'll hear Gabriel's horn 
what gave yeah. its horns vibration, isn't it? This is in Revelations. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in the Bible. Well, the Bible's okay. Some parts, it's, it's really encoded. It's quite, it's quite good. But you well, know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a history really book. book. It's, it's a great book. But yeah. uh, I'm sure in Revelations it said about Gabriel's horn. When the changes come, you will hear about Gabriel's horn, which is getting exactly vibration. So, yeah, yeah, and there's all different levels of these sounds and everything too. But uh, in this case, this sounded like kind of like a fog horn or a. Uh, are they coming from a certain position, Dale, or are they just a different area in the sky or the same location? Uh, it just uh, appeared to be from the sky, but not a particular point in the sky, just everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very bizarre kind of thing. It's kind of like I was sitting at the lake and there were ore ships that might have been way out into the distance mm. and uh, the fog and so forth, and you, and you hear these sounds, you know. But uh, that came five distinct times and then just went away. So I, I've had that experience uh, in the last week. Uh, and uh, I, I had one particular, I, well, we've got no time left here, I guess. But uh, I, next time I can tell you about uh, one of the sightings that came that was so unusual. And uh, they really pulled out all the stops. It was pretty much like uh, like a movie Close Encounters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be great. <laughs> that'll be great I'll, 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 I would uh, listen definitely listen to that one that'll be great. I, th- I said uh, sure. I think I, I think our brothers and sisters are coming mate they'll come when, when it's absolutely gotta be, it's got to be the right time has to be the right yeah. time just yeah. keep looking up fellas just yeah, keep looking yeah. up <laughs> they'll come well. <laughs> but I'll see you get and new... also go keep on, looking go. around you you never know when you're going to see an ET yeah well the, the, quite a few no. of them are cloaked aren't they Quite a few are cloaked. Yeah. Not only so. do I deal with the Palladians, but I deal with about a dozen other races as well. Mm. Yeah, I get so it. Uh, I always invite them and ask them to come too. So who knows? That one of them might be responsible for part of what's going on with me. Possible. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, well, thank you, thank you Dale. It's been thanks great. so much. It's been a pleasure in, talking to you. Stay in touch. Stay in touch, definitely. Okay. Take care, Dale. Talk soon. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so please remember to subscribe. That helps us out massively. Visit the website if you're interested in purchasing a T-shirt or a mug, etc. Again, if you go on the shop page and you scroll down, you'll see uh, Happy Shoppers there in their garments, and they look fantastic. Um, that's just the shoppers, but no, the, the garments look fantastic as well. So uh, go, go and check that out. That is on the website. Again, all the links to that is in the description, and we will see you... Hopefully tomorrow on the live feed, but if not, we will see you on the other side. Thanks for joining us, and have a great week. Well, they've gone. Though, just for now, it wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply.